Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody, to episode four of the really real real estate podcast featuring our expert real estate agent extraordinaire Jason Wilcox today we're going to be talking about when is the best time to sell real estate you're thinking of finally putting your home on the market so you can either buy that bigger home that you've always wanted you know that dream home or maybe you want to retire to Florida where it's warmer and there is no snow <laughs> in this <laughs> podcast we will discuss when uh, the most advantage and advantageous times are to sell real estate. We will talk about what factors drive our real estate market throughout any given calendar year. Now there's a disclaimer here because this particular episode is geared at our local uh, Pittsburgh area, Southwestern Pennsylvania real estate market and may or may not be applicable to your local real estate market. So you, you know, you, you, you want to check with your own uh, local areas on this before you, uh, you know, apply any advice we're about to give you, uh, you know, wholeheartedly to say Arkansas or Idaho or West Virginia or something like that. So results may vary as they say in this business. My name is Lou Lombardi. I'm the, uh, I'm your co-host and we've got Jason Wilcox with us here and we are going to be talking about when is the best time to sell real estate and it's not something you really think about and but real estate there is a real estate season isn't there jason there absolutely is and and every market is is very different um how we handle our real estate uh seasonal timeline is is in one direction but if you go down to florida it's it's a much different uh feel because uh in florida there is no snow um i think the great ralphie may said uh in florida the only snow that comes up that they get comes up from columbia and you don't measure that in inches <laughs> It's measured in grams. Um, So, wow. Okay, so let's talk about the season here uh, then in southwestern Pennsylvania. Absolutely. So in, in southwestern Pennsylvania, you know, we're specifically talking really around uh, the, the, pit, the city of Pittsburgh and in the around, uh, surrounding uh, regions. There are really three things that dominate our local market, and they are our school calendar, our holidays and our sports teams. Um, so in the, the city of Pittsburgh, um, what we have found is that uh, there are, are, you know, the, the, not necessarily good and bad times of the year to sell, but times where the market is a little bit more lively uh, and times where the market um, is not as lively. And um, the biggest of the three that we see is the the school year. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, in Pittsburgh, uh, we are very much a, a, a city where um, people love to come. It's a great place to have your family, raise your family. And so what we find is that when we have uh, maybe families that have two kids and that unexpected third one is on the way, um, they need a bigger house. But what they don't want to do is they don't want to disrupt the school year. Because uh, if you've got two kids, let's say one's in second grade and one's in fifth grade, the last thing you want to do is pull them out in January when you are literally 
in the middle of the academic school year. Uh, what we have found is that uh, parents do not want to try to yank their child out for academic reasons, putting them in a new school where all of a sudden they've got to figure out where that particular school is in the in the academic calendar, as well as socially, you know, even as young as, you know, elementary school, you have friends and you have, you know, people that you like to play with and hang out with, you don't necessarily want to uproot them in the middle of the school year. So we find that a lot of those families that are looking for upgraded homes are driven to what we call the spring market. What they want to do is they want to put their house on the market in April. They want to sell it in 30 days, which is sometime in May. They want to be able to close within 30 to 45 days, which puts us into June, which is right in the middle of the summer. If they can close on their house in June, three weeks after school lets out, that allows them to uproot their, their kids, get them all packed up, get moved over into their new house. If it's a new school district, it gives them two months to be able to get acclimated to the new neighborhood, get them enrolled in school. And then, you know, heaven forbid we interfere with the 4th of July picnic or vacation. Families can still do <laughs> The, the 4th of July uh, and the picnic. So that's the first thing that we see. The second thing that we see is we see uh, the real estate market driven by the holidays. No one wants to sell between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now that's not to say it doesn't happen. It does. But unless you have a dire emergency where you have to sell between the holidays, let's be realistic. You are fraught with school music concerts, uh, winter sports, uh, church services, uh, baking for this entity and that group and this just, charity. Just, and that. Just family stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? Seeing relatives or whatever, yeah. you know, over the holidays. You know, it's, it's a very busy time for a lot of people. Uh, Sell, yeah. putting, putting a house, having to close on a house at Christmas. Is, yeah, that, would, that could be very nerve-wracking. Yep. And then the last thing that we see is, um, I hate to say it, uh, but, you know, there there are several holidays that are very important to us in Pittsburgh. That is, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then, let's be honest, any Sunday where the Steelers play. <laughs> um, and and the, the perfect example I use, if you don't believe me, watch in September, all of those open houses that you thought were one to three, notice they're now 11 to one. Why are they 11 to one? Because we know we're going to get more traffic at that open house before the Steelers game rather than during the Steelers game. So our sports teams very much to uh, drive um, when when we want to to purchase a home. So uh, those are the three things that, that, that we see that really drive our market. Now, it's important to note that, again, in the slow times, it's exactly that. It's a slow time. Doesn't necessarily mean that the real estate market has stopped. Doesn't mean that it's a bad time to sell. It's just that it's a slower time. There's not as much activity going on as we see in 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 the spring market because of those factors. So, would you say that it's better for buyers or better for sellers during that <laughs> off market? I know this isn't a, like a question we had planned, but it just kind of got me thinking. Would would one or the other benefit? a little bit more on um, the, these off times or, or, or is that not a thing? Um, actually, I think there are benefits to both parties Okay, uh, because for buyers buying in the off market, um, there's not as much of a demand for homes. So it's very much basic supply and demand. Not as many buyers are looking two weeks before Christmas. So if you find a house you really like, you know, you may not find yourself in a multiple bit situation or you may find yourself, you know, in a situation where you can negotiate the price down a little bit, because I can promise you if a house gets listed on the market on December 22nd, and I've done it before, that seller is selling for a reason. There is no reason. He's no a reason. Mo motivated seller. 
Yes, yes. But I'm going to reverse that. The advantage to the seller is, is I've had people go look at a house December 26th. Trust me, if someone is coming to look at your house December 26th, Seriously. that is a motivated buyer because just like there are motivated sellers, you know, we talk all the time that uh, motivation in our in our business is the, the, the life happenings. Unfortunately, people pass away. People get relocated for jobs. I know we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, you know, the family gets bigger. There's all these reasons why people have to buy and have to sell. If you are eight months pregnant in December and you need a bigger house, guess what? It doesn't matter that Christmas is in two weeks. The baby doesn't care that Christmas is in two weeks. That baby's coming and you need a bigger house. Gotcha. So I do think it's advantageous uh, for both, you know, in the off market, because again, less buyers, but much more motivation. Gotcha. And um, so speaking again, of we are speaking about a local area here, what does the idea of Pittsburgh becoming a destination city, how does that factor into the, the whole equation here? Absolutely. Well, I, you know, for the longest time, we were known as the Steel City and, and not to get too deep into the history. We all know that, you know, how many years ago Steel went away. And so a lot of the booming towns in and around Pittsburgh that were once booming are no longer such, but that's changing. Um, we are at the height, um, I think, is, especially in the medical uh, profession, you know, when we have great uh, networks like UPMC and Highmark and, you know, the technology is starting to, to come into Pittsburgh as well, too. Um, it's great because people are starting to move in for jobs jobs. So we're becoming a destination city. Well, now that we're becoming a destination city, um, that's helping the values to rise because there's more of a demand for uh, wanting to live in the city of Pittsburgh. The advantage to that, and this kind of speaks back to our point about the, the, the low season or the slow season, is that you get people that relocate all the time for work. You know, if you work for you know, Google or, or, you know, Bayer, and they tell you, you know, on January 2nd, it's time to move, you got to move and, and you're getting relocated for job purposes. But we are seeing um, more and more people needing to buy at all times of the year because they're getting uh, relocated uh, for their jobs. And as a side note, um, for those of you investors that are interested out there, this is why it's also really a great time to start thinking about maybe diving into the rental market. Because what we're seeing is that, um, again, for relocation, purposes. Uh, we have people all the time who need rentals and will pay good money for rentals, especially if they're relocating their, their family and they need a, um, a rental that's a four or five bedroom. That's not something you're going to rent for $800 a month. You're going to have to look for a $2,000 or $2,500 a month rental if you want to find what you're looking for. So yeah, the fact that Pittsburgh's becoming a destination city is, is, is great um, in the fact that even though it's slow sometimes and it's, you know, picks up more in the spring, there's still that constant want and need for, for, for houses even during the off season. What about um, vacant homes? Um, so one thing that we want to be really careful of um, with with vacant homes, I, I, when I when I wrote this note, I was thinking more of um, this is why people try not to sell in the winter. This is why the spring market becomes a, a very um, a very popular time to, to sell their home because if you are uh, someone that has a vacant home, again, whether you've bought your first, your second home, and now you're trying to sell your first home, or you are, um, you know, you have a family member that's passed away and you have that vacant home, um, you're still responsible for that vacant home. Uh, you are responsible to make sure that the heating stays on and that the pipes don't freeze. You are making sure that after a major windstorm and the roof may have lost a couple shingles, that you don't have a roof that needs to be fixed or 
um, you know, a leak, a leak in the roof. So you find that a lot of sellers don't want to sell in the winter unless they absolutely have to, because they're responsible for that vacant home. And, and I've seen on multiple occasions where sellers have their property on the market over the winter and they don't check in on it often enough. And all of a sudden, you know, the power went out and it was 25 degrees in that house and those pipes are frozen solid. And then you are calling your local plumber and spending a lot of money to get those pipes unfrozen. So we do see that there's a tendency to want to also list vacant homes in the spring so that they're not responsible for it over the, the winter months. That's another reason that leads us to the spring market. Yeah. I mean, having your home vacant for a long period of time can be a, uh, can pr- uh, cause all kind of, um, uh, all, all kind, all kinds of issues. Not, yeah. not even just, not even just the winter. It's really something you. I think most people are really trying to. You know, we want to sell the house, get the next person into it, buyer. I mean, it's a real dance. We talked uh, on the previous podcasts about why you need a real estate agent, and yeah. uh, you know, you know that you know that whole downtime can really be very costly. So it's something you want to try to avoid. Um, this is an interesting question. Next. <laughs> considering <laughs> now while we're recording this we are all going through the uh the covid situation so let's talk a little bit about unplanned just regional <laughs> local or even <laughs> international sometimes global events that can they can they can uh, throw a, a monkey uh monkey yes. wrench into the situation yeah, it, it's funny because you're absolutely right. You know, we're we're recording this amidst the COVID nineteen, and it's the you know the the end of April, which is which is the height of our spring market right now. And literally every realtor I know is sitting at home because no one wants to buy or sell uh, because they're because uh, we just right now our our good and great Governor Wolf is not allowing us to do anything in person. We're considered non life sustaining business, so we we are not allowed to do anything in person. Yeah, we we do find that unplanned events uh, drive our market. Uh, we are amidst one right now. So one thing that we're seeing to speak specifically to COVID is that um, right now we are we have come basically to a screeching halt. There's a couple little things going on. Occasionally a buyer or seller will list a home or, or try to make a purchase on a house. But this is a perfect example of uh, an unplanned event that had nothing to do with real estate. This is a viral, this is a medical issue. Uh, the real estate market has come to a screeching halt. Now, the nice thing that I like about living in a destination city like Pittsburgh is that I feel, and again, this is pure speculation because, and I've talked to a lot of realtors about this, a lot of realtors with a lot of years experience in this business, We've never seen anything like this. So to predict what's going to happen in the future market is pure speculation at this point by anybody. But what's what's nice about Pittsburgh is that right now we're not we're kind of coming to a standstill. But hopefully that means there's going to be a pent up demand so that when we come out of this, there's going to be a huge drive to then want to list your home. And you've got pent up buyers that want to buy and many of them who are still pre-approved despite what's going on. Um, So unplanned uh, events, at least on the national level and the international level um, is interesting because for us, what I have found um, in real estate, and I'll actually use an even better example. I think a better example is the housing market crash in 08. When the housing market crashed, we saw a lot of markets tank, um, especially in a lot of the major metropolis cities like uh, Chicago and LA and New York. And luckily, uh, a 
city like Pittsburgh actually came out relatively unscathed because again, Pittsburgh is a great area where people grow up here. They live here. They don't want to move from here. You know, um, my wife is a perfect example. My wife and I, I grew up in South Fayette. She grew up in Cannonsburg and now we live in Cannonsburg because we don't want to go anywhere else. We have no desire to want to live in Arkansas or Nebraska or any other parts. We want to stay here. So we were very lucky that locally we usually come out of a lot of the big national and, and international um, pandemics relatively unscathed because, again, buy-in selling still always has to happen, especially in a place like Pittsburgh, where people generally, once they come here, they genuinely want to to stay here, which which really helps us. How does it work when you're in the middle of a deal and, you know, something like something like this happens? What – is it just stopped and that – and the two parties have to just put the whole thing on hold – or how, how does it, how, how does, how do, is, is there a procedure for moving forward or is it just, nope, you can't do anything? There's three main things that have to happen when um, we enter a situation like this. Uh, the first one is a lot of praying. And the second one is a lot of drinking. And you can do those two simultaneously. <laughs> um, <laughs> which we fully support until the state stores decide that they're not allowed to be open anymore. But that's, that's beside the point. Um, no, for, for those of us that are in uh, transactions right now, um, what we do is we have, we have to look at each transaction individually to see where we're at. Um, we are doing our best to move forward as, as much as we can. Um, for me personally, I had two deals under contract when this all hit and luckily for both of my deals, we were far enough along that a lot of the key things were done. Like we already had our home inspections. We already had our appraisal done. Um, so those were done. And we were really on the back end, just kind of dotting our I's, crossing our T's. A lot of the paperwork had come in. So for a lot of those transactions, we were for the, I, don't, I hate to use the phrase business is normal because business has been anything but normal during these times, but we were able to kind of keep trudging along. There might've been a little bit of a delay, but for the most part, they were able to keep moving. Um, um, as far as those that were in the beginning of the transaction that maybe had just made mortgage application, maybe they hadn't their home, had, had their home inspections done, uh, they hadn't had the appraisal done. Um, it was really just a case-by-case basis. Um, there are, from what I've been told, home inspectors that uh, a couple of home inspectors that have waivers that are able to do home inspections, but they're doing it in a vacant home. So the buyer cannot attend, the seller cannot be there. You have to make sure that you have a buyer and a seller that are okay with that. Um, and if they're not okay with it, then you have to find a way to delay it. If buyers and sellers don't want to delay, then you have to look at the, the alternative. So it was really a case by case basis, but I can tell you that for a lot of them, yeah, a lot of, for a lot of those that were in the beginning port stages, it's almost like you hit the pause button because what I found myself saying, especially to a lot of sellers is, okay, go ahead and kick this buyer to the curb because they can't get your home inspection done. Guess what? When the next buyer comes along, they're not going to be able to get their home inspection done either. So you're going to be in the exact same predicament. So I think a lot of people as best as they could try to hit the pause button if they couldn't slowly inch forward to get to closing. Right, 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 right. Makes total sense. Um, so any parting uh, thoughts or ideas on the time to sell before we wrap up for today? Any any like last minute or uh, final things you want to say about that? 
Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing when it comes to buying in the Pittsburgh market is um, always focus your personal needs first. I think a lot of people say, oh, I want to wait until the spring to list or, oh, I want to wait until the spring to buy because there's more options. Well, a lot of times there's great options out there when it's in a, in a slow time. And, and a lot of times they're very, you know, if your house is priced the right way, it can get sold, you know, in the, in the dead of winter, despite there being, you know, not as many buyers. So I always tell people, you know, it, yeah, it's good to watch the market as a buyer's market, as a seller's market. Yeah, that's important to take a look at. But what's more important is your personal needs. And if personally for you, it's the right time to buy or it's the right time to sell, don't let the calendar um, fool you. You know, any time is a good time to buy in a, in a city like Pittsburgh because there's always people looking to, to buy and sell. It just may be that it's slower, but it's not a, it's not a bad time. Great. Excellent. Um, I think we covered that pretty well. So if folks want to get some more information from you, if they are, you know, we're past this whole um, COVID thing and they are in a position, they're hearing this and they're, they're in a position to buy or sell. Uh, what's the best way to con for, for folks to contact you, Jason? Absolutely. So the best way to contact me is uh, the 10 digits. It's the cell phone. Uh, it's what I have attached to my hip at all times. Uh, 412-651-651. Four six three eight is that cell phone. You can call me and you can text me. If I don't answer right away, I try to get back as soon as I have a personal moment. Uh, you can also email me, jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. That's my first name, Jason, J-A-S-O-N, dot, my last name, Wilcox, W-I-L-C-O-X, at Pittsburgh Moves, Pittsburgh, the full word spelled out, uh, moves, M-O-V-E-S, Dot com. Uh, you can also find me at my website, uh, jasonwilcox.cbintouch.com. I'm also on all the social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at jason.wilcox1. And finally, if you're starting your search on Zillow, like most people do, I do have a profile um, set up on Zillow. You can see what I've sold, my reviews and testimonials. Um, it's all right there on the Zillow. Excellent. Um, guys, there is a, there is, there is, you know, a theoretical time to sell. But as Jason has explained to us that, oh, you know, rules are sort of meant to be broken. And, you know, there are deals to be had. Good times, bad times, sun, sh sun, rain, snow, sleet, whatever. So don't hold yourself back too much. If you want to do it, like Jason said, you want to, you want to buy or sell based on what your uh, personal needs are. Again, you can contact Jason directly on his cell phone at 412-651-4638. My name is Lou Lombardi. I have uh, been my pleasure to, to hang out with uh, Jason Wilcox today and to discuss the best time to sell real estate. Um, you have all the information. Please contact Jason as soon as you, as soon as you can. And we will catch you guys all on the next episode of Really Real Real Estate Podcast. See you then. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.